Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong, host of Earthlink on CJSW, 90.9 FM in Calgary, on Treaty 7 lands and Métis Region 3. Today, I have Tony Wong, president of the Calgary Chinese Cultural Center, to talk about their mid-autumn festival activities in September as part of Alberta Culture Days. Welcome, Tony. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. And so I guess, um, I guess uh, talk a bit about yourself and how long you've been part of the Chinese Cultural Center. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm Tony Wong, and I'm the current president of the Calgary Chinese Cultural Center. And I have been involved um, since 1981, long before the Cultural Center Society was formed. At the time, people were trying to change the building code in Chinatown, and a bunch of volunteers came up and tried to uh, go against the proposal. And then as a result of this uh, um, uh, action, uh, the city decided to uh, have a further discussion about the, the building regulations in Chinatown. And then we were involved, and we have a long negotiation for several years with the landowners. And to make a long story short, we came to a compromise with the landowners about the, the building density in Chinatown. And at the time, we persuaded some of the landowners to donate uh, two pieces of land for us to build a culture center. And subsequent to that, the city of Calgary suggested the, the volunteer group that uh, did the negotiation form an association and then try to raise money to build the culture center. And uh, so the culture center was formed in 1985 and then we were given 10 years to raise money to build a culture center. If we were not successful, the land will revert back to the city, and the city will turn it into a park. But we start construction in uh, about 1989, and uh, the culture center was completed in September 1992. And that's my involvement of the Culture Center in the very beginning. So it's a replica of a similar building that is in uh, China, in Beijing, wasn't it? Uh, that is correct, because in the design stage, we want the Culture Center to have some uh, visual impact on the viewer, so that when anyone that looks at the Culture Center would recognize its unique feature and would associate our Culture Center with something in China, and the Temple of Heaven in Beijing is uh, has been standing there for 600 years, and it is uh, easily recognizable, and it is in great shape. So um, the center, the the central part of the Chinese Culture Center is built after the Temple of Heaven. And so um, you use uh, special craftsmen to build the roof and the details inside. Uh, that is true, because at the time when the center was under construction, no one in Canada knows how to build the Temple of Heaven. So we contacted a company in Beijing that specialized in that kind of uh, uh, classical Chinese uh, construction. And we invited 
23 craftsmen from China, and they spent six months building the, I would say, the central part of the Chinese Culture Center, and the roof, and the interior, and the ceiling, and uh, it is ornately decorated with 540 dragons and 40 uh, phoenixes, and there's elaborate gold uh, decorations on the columns and on the ceiling. Okay, I mean, uh, we're here to talk about the Mid-Autumn Festival, so tell us about that for this uh, September. Now, Mid-Autumn Festival is one of the most celebrated festivals in China uh, besides Chinese New Year. Uh, Mid-Autumn Festival is meant to be a celebration of good harvest. I would say in a way similar to uh, America's Thanksgiving. And um, the Mid-Autumn Festival has been celebrated for over a thousand years. I cannot tell you exactly how long, maybe even 1,500 years. Uh, on that day, one of the most important thing would be for the family to get together for an elaborate dinner. And um, all the kids will be issued a lantern so that after dinner, the kids will carry the lantern, which will light up their path, and the kids will walk around and play with the lanterns. Some may even set off firecrackers. And later in the evening, the family will gather together and will share and enjoy um, a pastry that is called the moon cake. And um, now, and in some villages, they would even uh, celebrate with firecrackers. And there are many mythology and legends that relate to the Mid Autumn Festival. It would take me a long time to share all the stories with you, but. Um, uh, that is what uh, Mid-Autumn Festival is in a nutshell. So at the Calgary Chinese Culture Center, we are going to have uh, several programs to help uh, celebrate with the public. Um, one of the, the uh, program is for us to display a very famous Chinese painting that is called along the river during the Qingming Festival. Now, the original painting is over 900 years old, and uh, it, the painting has painted over about 850 people doing various things uh, in their daily chores. And it is a great reflection of what life was like in China close to a 1,000 years ago. And we have got a reproduction that shows... Um, this painting. So anyone from the public is welcome to come to the Culture Center and appreciate this painting. And we, uh, we will have volunteers sharing their insights on this painting. Now, that's only one of them. The, the other program that we have would be a lantern-making uh, program. We are inviting the, the public to bring several generations of them to come to the cultural center to learn how to build the lantern. We will have a troop of volunteers helping the, the, the participants to build lanterns. Now, 
we specifically would have the the, the grandparents coming with the parents and the parents bringing the children. So we like to have three generations, but anyone with two generations or, or, or even individual participants are welcome to register for this event. Our volunteers will teach people how to use very simple tools to build various lanterns. And the range of difficulties would be from the very simple and easy to make lanterns to very complicated forms and shapes. And the idea is for the family to do a project together. And when they are done, they can bring the lantern home and they can appreciate their handicraft at home and um, have something to remember the good time that they spend together. So that's another one. We also have a program uh, to show participants how to make mooncake. Mooncake is a very key part of Mid-Autumn Festival, and they come in different uh, designs and different tastes. But we, we have instructors who will be teaching participants on how to make one particular kind of mooncake that are delicious and relatively easy to make. And then we also have another program where children uh, from elementary school to high school can come and share their stories and artwork with us, which is we call as a storytelling contest. So participants can uh, do research on the Internet and pick any stories that relates to Mid-Autumn Festival, then the participant can do their own interpretation and come up with some kind of artwork. The artwork can be uh, painting or drawing or even three-dimensional handicrafts. They can make a lantern or they can make figurines or they can make anything, or they can come in the form of literature. They can They can create their own poem, they can create their own literature and share with us at a presentation at the Culture Center. So that is called a uh, storytelling contest. Now, the, another one of our program is we've invited the Calgary Photographic Arts Society and their members to showcase their uh, photography. So we will have a photo exhibition that will be provided by members of the Calgary Photographic Art Society. So that is five programs at the Chinese Culture Center uh, between September 18th, 19th, uh, September 25th, and 26th. So it spans two weekends, and we have programs for all ages, for all kinds of participants. Okay. So that is... Uh, what we are going to have uh, in a nutshell. Okay, thank you, Tony, for that inf information. And I guess, um, what do you look forward to this year's Mid-Autumn Festival after like one and a half years uh, with the Cultural Center being closed? Uh, now, we are all hoping for the best, and hopefully by, by the time uh, September 18th comes, we won't have any COVID uh, bothering us. 
and we intend to open our culture center to the public so that people can come in in person so that we can have real person-to-person -person interaction. Now, just in the unlikely case that when the COVID situation is, would, would turn bad, that we cannot have in-person uh, events, then we will, all the program that I mentioned, we will be doing it online. So either way, uh, people can still participate and join us for the Mid-Autumn Festival celebration. And everything is free. All they need to do is to, go, to contact the Calgary Chinese Culture Center and register. And then they'll be able to come with the whole family and have a good time. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Tony, for your time today. Uh, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I would say I would encourage everyone to come and participate. You don't have to be Chinese to enjoy that. Uh, and, and you don't have to be a university student to enjoy it. Any, any age, any different backgrounds, any ethnic groups are welcome to the Calgary Chinese Culture Center. Thank you very much, and thanks for your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. So see you at the Calgary Chinese Culture Center on September 18th, 19th, 25th, and 26th. Okay, will do. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hi, this is Jenny. That was my interview with Tony Wong, president of the Calgary Chinese Cultural Center, which will have mid-autumn festival activities on September 18th, 19th, the 25th, and 26th. Visit culturalcenter.ca for more information. Now here is a song performed by Taiwanese artist Jay Chow from the Jet Li movie Fearless. Released in 2006, Fearless was one of Jet Li's last major movies before his retirement from the big screen. Here is the song, Guo Yunjia.
机会，可能他也等着。甚至装晕了什么冷笑着，添加谁的理由如何？只敢看我背上我的，我的倔强亮的，原来的不只是你一个。江湖难测，谁最强者？谁将你都无力的资格。Co-host Nathan Taylor. Thanks, Jenny. This weekend, the Indian Film Festival of Alberta arrives in Calgary, showcasing free of charge the latest releases as well as restored classics. Hi, guys.、Um, this is Madan Chalvaraj. I am the executive director of Edmonton Movie Club, and I am、um, also the festival director、uh, for India Film Festival of Alberta. Can you start us out with a movie you think everyone ought to see? I would say. Um, Fire in the Mountain、um, is definitely one of my pick because it's got some great、um, reviews from Sundance. I think it's the only South Asian film that got into Sundance this year. So it's it is cutting and it's an interesting story. Like India has its, some of its own social societal issues, right? Like so, it kind of a loosely based on some societal issues,、um, and it can be narrated. It's a really gripping film. And you were also talking about、uh, before the interview.、Uh, we want to talk about Funny Boy. Yeah, the Funny Boy is a late addition to the festival. We are playing in Calgary.、Uh, it's also the Pride Week in Calgary, so which、um, is which is great. Like this actually talks about queer couple、uh, in the South Asian community.、Um, so it's directed by Deepa Mehta,、uh, Funny Boy, which、um, premiered in TIFF last year. 
So luckily we were able to get that film um, the last minute uh, for Calgary uh, people. Uh, Edmonton is unlucky. They were not able to get that because we just locked the film this uh, over the last few days. Uh, we're showing it in Globe Cinema. It will be our closing finale of our festival in Calgary. Uh, Funny Boy is a highly recommended film and people really like it and it got great reviews, um, different magazines, TIFF reviews and everything. And you come from the Edmonton Movie Club who started this whole thing. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how it started and what they're about? Edmonton Movie Club um, is an organization, grassroots organization that was started um, in 2012 um, in Edmonton. The idea was to bridge cultures through cinema. We just want to use cinema as a medium to educate the community about the diversity of Indian culture, which we believe, um, you know, education in turns uh, will create better understanding and create more peace and harmony in the society. 2015, we started this uh, project, a special project called India Film Festival of Alberta. Uh, it's basically a, a bigger scale event, uh, more celebration of uh, uh, in great festival films and also some retrospective films. On top of it, we also try to bring actors from India part of this festival. Uh, and we also create more kind of uh, Indo-Canadian collaborations, um, if possible, more like, uh, you know, providing opportunity for local filmmakers to uh, talk to Indian filmmakers, um, you know, a lot of great things really happen through this festival. Yours is a traveling festival. So by the time they hear us talking uh, on Monday of the 6th, uh, you'll be full on operating in Edmonton, right? That's correct. Yeah, it's basically, you know, it's a festival on wheels, we call. Um, so we start in Edmonton this weekend and then uh, next weekend we venture out to uh Calgary, and then we moved to uh, Fort Mac and also Sherupur. Um, Pre-pandemic, we actually traveled across Canada. We went to every province um, east of uh, Alberta. Uh, we went, uh, you know, in Regina, we went to Winnipeg, then we went to GTA and also to Montreal. Looking at your website, you have films that just were coming out this very year. Uh, so you really seem to be very well um, connected in terms of getting these films. Is there an enthusiasm to be able to uh, allow festivals like yours to play this stuff? Uh, well, I guess it depends on the avid or crazy nature of our festival or our organization, right? Because we literally know, let's say, every film that's being released in India to an extent, I would say, we, I would say almost 60%, maybe still there are some, but I would say we know we are, are in good touch with a lot of producers and directors. We follow a lot of festivals. We will follow lots on social media and we also follow festivals in India. Um, and then we get a lot of our friends, um, they make films because through this a nine years of our organization, we have developed good relationship with uh, various film industries in India. So we, we literally know what are the good films coming out, what are the interesting films coming out, what are the indie films coming out, what are the low-budget films coming out. And we really know that. And that, I think it, it, it is a process. It took a lot of time. Um, we watched so many films. Uh, as an organization, we showed so many films, right? It's not only the festival. The interesting thing is um, these things are slowly catching up in other film festivals. Even, for example, TIFF, they are actually getting into showcasing other than Bollywood also. Like, uh, like in the last few years, they've started showing films from Malayalam, which is a very strong industry in terms of content. Most of the films coming out of this industry is really good. 
really really good films actually and uh, i think this year tiff has two malayalam films i think they did do few more um, last year so i think it's catching up uh, people are slowly understanding there are films other than bollywood interestingly bollywood doesn't have um, strong content to be frank with you um, like satyajitri himself he's actually the films he make is actually from bengali film industry which is one of the like i would say like the trend setter uh in the 1950s and they have great directors um so satyajitri is one of the one of the one and um so bengali is one industry malayalam they just like <laughs> dish out best content right this year most of the best content actually came from this industry in fact we one of the film we are showcasing in our festival great indian kitchen is probably i mean they're saying it's one of the best film in the so this is 75 years of indian cinema they say because it's 75 years of indian independence so the great indian kitchen is one of the best uh, the best film of 2021 that's what um, some of the news articles are ta- saying in india and i would recommend people should watch that i i mean uh, it's not about it's about gender inequality and i think it's not about india i think it resonates across the globe i think people can relate to women in any any part of the world can relate to that film even in canada i think women will be able to relate to that because this gender inequality is still persist and for our listeners the great indian kitchen is going to be playing on september 10th at 7:30 p.m. at the c space which is uh, in martaloop um so talking about the indian film industry a little bit uh, i mean it was interesting to see how many different languages there are uh, represented in films here could you give us a little bit of a, a you know an insight onto just how diverse the film industry is there like it's um going back in his, historical um in history like there is more than 350 languages or something that's what known languages that's, that was there i think uh, the indian constitution uh, recognizes around 22 official languages that is there in india right now so so indian industry film industry pretty much every province or state in india has its own language and or dialect and then pretty much they have their own industry I mean of course there are some i would say maybe around 10 different film industry which is very strong uh which has really good content like in let's just for statistic um other than bollywood like the other industry together probably uh produce around 60 films 60 percentage of the films so around like they say roughly 1500 to 2000 films comes out of india in a year so of which let's say 60% comes outside bollywood so that shows the diverse nature of uh, indian film industry which is more than bollywood bollywood is like the most uh, powerful film industry in the sense in terms of money uh, it's in, based out of mumbai it has all the money and the corporate backing but the other industries are more indie like independent nature like it um, people fund the films like say for example kolital is one the guy just put its own put his own money in making this film right it's a, from coming from canada it's a totally different language um and then great indian kitchen two of the producers from edmonton and those are friends who decided to make a film <laughs> and it's a independent film right and no corporate backing wow. and so those are the those are the interesting thing about like other than bollywood 60% um or other language films who are independent films um so yeah like indian films are not just bollywood or 
not just chicken tikka it's more than that actually we have uh, other language films uh, more diverse food is diverse films are diverse people are diverse and languages <laughs> are also diverse coming out of india i was looking up on your uh, website indiafilmfestival.ca where you've put the uh, youtube videos of a lot of the trailers for these films up and so um i, I would like to maybe skip over to a tamil language film called pebbles and I found this one to sound like it is going to be pretty interesting. It sounds like a, a very fairly harrowing story about um, a young boy who's dragged by his abusive father from one village to another to grab back the uh, the wife that has been pushed away. Now, um, it has been getting very rave reviews, but it also seems like a very harrowing film. Um, could you talk about that one a bit at all? I'd be quite interested in hearing about it. So this this film, uh, um, honestly, I feel is uh, probably is really another good pick um unfortunately i feel this movie was not marketed very well like in the festival circuit i think that being said because they got also got stuck in this pandemic era it it got it won the tiger award in the uh, rotterdam rotterdam international film festival which is a big deal but again it released in february which is kind of a hard time so it didn't really make into any big festivals um but this film i would say uh, again the same thing right like where it's a real situation right and the movie happens in a real situation how really like i mean it 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 can be the boy next door kind of a situation right and it, this can happen in your next door and in india in it can happen in a, any village um right like uh, the real india lives not in the uh, urban urban part of india right it actually is in the village right the heart is in the village so that is actually what it is it's a uh interesting again a subject which can happen anywhere next door, next door right where you live in so that's the uh, beauty of this this film i would say um very natural setting uh very lot of natural sound um, those are the great things about this film i would say and again uh, i recommend people to come and watch the film this film as well because it's actually the originality this is the real india uh this along with uh, the other film which we chicken curry which i would say you really people will be really amazed by the natural setting and the natural sound uh how unique these films are about chicken curry i'd like to let our listeners know that up on uh, cgsw's artslink webspace i'm going to be putting up a link to cinestand.com that has an interview with the filmmaker of chicken curry and it is a very interesting uh, interview and i would like to see the film even just based on that um so uh, we should probably talk about, I guess, the elephant in the room, which is the most famous Indian filmmaker of, of all time, uh, Satyajit Rai. Is that right? Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I think that here, Indian cinema, if you say Indian cinema, it's actually Satyajit Rai. Right? Like he's the one who really started uh, the real, let's say, the revolution in Indian cinema, because it's when he... um started with filmmaking with this first film which is like they called apu series when the 19 i think 1958 if i remember the first film when he started the apu part of the apu series um it was the whole world was blown away when the first film came uh the way the narration and the way like the the whole subtlety and the originality of the way he show, showed the characters i think people were blown away and the the character of a lot of people um were like were able to really like that character like the innocence of the character the innocence of the village um there's the old um grandmom and like how like 
people are able to really like those characters they lived in these characters and um and the music everything was new right the world has not seen um that kind of cinema coming out coming out of india and i think it just to start the travel or oh, after that it just like his films really uh, travel to so many festivals he is become the you know shining beacon of indian cinema right he like he, people like he went to berlin venice and all these major festivals all the all his films pretty much wins awards in any festivals right like i mean um this film we are playing this in our festival charulata um is actually one of his best uh films um so i would i mean people should come and watch i think once you watch this film i would always ask i think in calgary film circle most of the people would have watched the apu trilogy uh this his first three films um satyajit ray's films i'm pretty sure we in fact our organization showcased those films a few years back i think 3 4 years back uh in globe cinema the restored versions right like the great thing about these days is like a lot of uh, film foundations um are actually restoring satyajit ray's films like in 2k and 4k versions so we really able to see some cleaned up uh versions um like converting from the film into more digital versions and uh, so it's pretty good i think the charlotta is um the one we are playing and also uh chalsagar music room we are playing both are um digitally restored cleaned up versions um thanks to janus films and criterion i think they involved i think they funded this uh, particular projects and we are able to watch this film so that's another neat thing we are trying to do is we're trying to bring the restored versions like you know like the from film to digital and we are show, trying to showcase in our festival i think this is just a start we will try to continue to showcase satyajit ray's films um so that because a lot of people have not watched this films before right um so we are just giving people an opportunity to watch um the film from the great filmmaker well thanks for talking to me this is a really interesting effort and i'm sorry that i was not aware of your festival before yeah i guess that's the thing right like from our end like um we slowly we are also evolving as a festival um so people are not able to um people don't know much about our festival but i think luckily uh, we we got some really great team so we are able to get uh, put more time uh, and energy in some uh, promotion and uh, uh, trying to reach out to media to get the word out about our festival because we always we didn't have problem in bringing films to be frank with uh, you i actually we got best films from india uh, in the last 7 uh, years but i think it's more about getting the people to watch was one of the biggest challenge i think this year um the response is really good um even with reduced capacity uh with all the ongoing covid uh, uh with the pandemic uh we were able to bring in decent sales uh it's a free event but still um even if it's free sometimes people don't come but i think we got a really good response and with some of um, the media coverage i think in calgary we we hoping that um it will reach the word will be out to the people so that they will come and watch our films That was Madhan Shaldaraj, executive director of the Edmonton Movie Club, which is putting on the Indian Film Festival of Alberta. It runs from Friday, September 10th to the 12th in Calgary, free of charge at both the Globe Cinema and at Sea Space near Marda Loop. Visit their website at indiafilmfestival.ca to book tickets and for more movie info.
I'll also be posting a link to a film website that has a very interesting interview with the first-time director of a film Madan mentioned, Koli Tal, or Chicken Curry. I hope it'll inspire you to check it out. And so, that's it for Arts Link this month. From Jenny and Nathan, we'll talk to you folks again during Funding Drive October. <laughs>